Are you ready for the word? Uh, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 18. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 18. And I'm going to be, re be reading quite a few verses just because I love to read the Bible. And only two verses of those 13 verses I'm going to read actually apply to the message today. But I'll give all of the others for free. You, I, I think that's what, we, that's what we should do in church. Read the Bible, right? So let's read the Bible. Acts chapter. And it's going to give you context so you understand a little bit of what, ha what is happening here today. After these things, Paul, the Apostle Paul, departed from Athens and went to Corinth. And he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Drusilla, Priscilla, sorry, Priscilla, and became, because Claudius, the emperor, had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome, and he came to them. So because he was of the same trade, he stayed with them and worked, for by occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in a synagogue every Sabbath and persuaded both Jews and Greeks and when Silas and Timothy had come from Macedonia, Paul was compelled by the Spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah, the Christ. But when they opposed him and they blasphemed, he shook his garments and said to them, Your blood be upon your heads. I am clean from now on. I'll go to the Gentiles. And he departed from there and entered the house of a certain man named Justus, one who worshipped God, who was, whose house was next to the synagogue. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his household. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you or hurt you. For I have many people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months teaching the word of God among them. And when Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews with one accord rose up against Paul and brought him to the judgment seat saying, This fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. This fellow persuades men to worship God contrary to the law. And they had a, obviously a problem with the kind of worship <laughs> he was teaching. And I want you to know that something had really shifted about worship when Jesus came. Something had really shifted about worship when the Holy Spirit came down on the day of Pentecost. You know, something had shifted. In actual fact, Jesus said, you know, in John 4, 23, he said, you know, the, the hour is now. Now is the hour when... Uh, uh, the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeks those who worship him in such way. And so Jesus said now is, is indicating a time that, that things are going to shift in terms of worship. It's not just going to be the ceremony in the temple, and it's not going to be just the going through uh, the symbols and and uh, the, sh the things that were symbol symbolic and, and, and shadows of, of things to come. Now, 
the things that those things pointed to had come. And Jesus said, you know, the time of worship has just shifted. It's not going to be about external things. It's not going to be about, you know, lighting of candles and incense and, and all this kind of thing. It's going to be about what's going on in the hearts of people. It's not going to be about just what happens in a temple, but it's going to be about now what happens in the temple of God because God now transitioned from the Holy of Holies into the heart of believers. Amen. And, and the, 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 the temple um, the, the, the veil has been torn and, and worship hasn't, wasn't just exclusive to those that would come once a year, but now worship is, is inclusive of everybody. Amen. The Holy Spirit, when He came, was inclusive of everybody. The Holy Spirit came upon all flesh. And now all flesh, not just uh, priests and high priests, and, but all of us, we've, made, we've been made priests and kings unto our God, amen, and we live in the Holy of Holies right before the presence of Almighty God. Come on, somebody rejoice in God because it's a new time, type of worship that, is, that has come, and you know, it's, it's no longer, they said, it's contrary to the law because it wasn't contrary to the law, it was just grace-filled worship. It was now spirit-filled worship, amen? And our worship was going to be a little bit different because every time people were going to worship, something powerful was going to happen. And it was going to be a little bit different from what they had experienced. I mean, just think about the man in Acts chapter 3 that he was sitting at the door of the temple daily to ask for arms from those who entered the temple. And he was always on the outside. He was always on the outside. People would go inside to worship, but he was always on the outside. He was always the spectator. He was always the one watching the world go by, and they would all, and, and his life was just, he was stuck. He was, he, was, he, was, he was paralyzed from his mother's womb. And that's where he lived, outside, outside. But you know what? When, when Peter and John went to the temple of the hour of prayer, and the Bible says they saw that man right there, and they said, well, silver and gold I do not have, and I guess you don't take F-pause, but in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And the Bible says they took him by the right hand, and he lifting, lifted himself up and entered the temple Walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. Amen. Something had shifted about worship. Worship was now also for this man who was on the outside. Now he could, he could go inside. Amen. Worship is inclusive. Anyone can worship. God is looking for worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth, not just in the forms of um, and the types and the shadows of what was to come because what was to come had now come. Hallelujah. And they could step beyond that and step beyond the external into the realm of the spirit and worship God in spirit and in truth. Amen. Spirit-filled worship, grace-filled worship, hallelujah. And when that man went to that temple, he messed up the order of the service. You know, they're already doing their thing, but now Jesus is on the scene, and Jesus is doing his thing, and Jesus is healing the sick, and Jesus is making the crippled to walk, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And that man entered the temple walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
Praise God. That's, that's New Testament worship. You're allowed to walk and jump and praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. We don't need to be stuck to formalities and, 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 um, and always feel like you're on the outside. You can go right through the Holy of Holies. Amen. And approach the throne of God, the throne of grace of God. Hallelujah. And find help and find help in time of need. Praise God. Are you excited about Jesus today? Yeah. Amen. I was expecting some, someone shouting praise God and hallelujah. All right. I, I guess I, I turned up at the Presbyterian church today. So you guys still. No, I'm just joking. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So, so there it is. So now something happens when people praise. <laughs> Paul and Silas, in the darkest day of their lives, you know, in, in prison with shackles. And, uh, and the Bible says that at midnight they started singing and worshiping God. And I love what the Bible says, and the prisoners were listening to them. I mean, what else could they do? You're in prison. You are a captive audience you also have shackles. You've got nowhere to go. But there are two crazy, two crazy preachers that they have understood that, you know, anywhere they can worship God. In the darkest day of their lives, they can worship God. You know, this song that, that Elizabeth was singing just now was written at a, a dark time in her life. And she had to declare through song that at the name of Jesus. I mean, she's declaring God's praises in a season of difficulty, of challenge, of trial. Hallelujah. And you know, God gave her this song. I mean, God will inspire you. God will inhabit that praise. God will turn our mourning into dancing. woo Come on. God turning our mourning into dancing. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's Paul and Silas at the mid the, their midnight hour. Amen. No musical instruments, just chain on their hands. And what are they singing? I don't know. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me just in time. Oh, I'm going to praise his name. Each day is just the same. Dan, 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 and come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He me just in time. Come on, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There they are. You know what? Whatever they have in their hands, just kind of, you know, all those chains. Good, good. Good percussion, good percussion going in that, in that dark place, amen. And at midnight, there's, a, there's an earthquake. Suddenly, yeah, of course, this is different worship because it's earth shattering. It's, it's stronghold demol demolishing worship, hallelujah. And as they were worshiping, you know, God started tapping. God is like, yeah, I like that. I'm going to inhabit that. And as God started tapping in heaven, there's an earthquake on earth. Amen. Oh, come on. Come on. It's, it's time to get God involved in your worship. Is God bored with your worship? Is God like, oh, boring. There they go again. 
Or he's got like, no, I'm going to join him. I'm going to join him. I'm going to tap. Come on. Oh, come on and praise him. Look what the Lord has done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the angels, look what the Lord has done. And the archangels, he healed my body. Come on. Hallelujah. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, come on. I, I, I kind of feel a T.D. Jakes thing on it. Can I get an organ? Come on, Elizabeth, you can do the organ thing. You're American. That's what they do there. In, you don't want to do it? Do piano? Ah, oh, no, piano doesn't. Piano doesn't do it. No, nah, just it's got to be organ, organ. It's got to be organic, you know. Mm. Amen. Oh, hallelujah! But you can sing at the mention of your name, can't you? Uh, uh, yeah, the song you came up with. Come on, your song. When I speak your name, you can. Come on, jump up. I thought I said it was going to be a short, uh, short message. Don't get your hopes up. I'm going to continue, okay? You never know. But is it okay if we worship God? Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'll take a preaching break. I'll sit down. Mm. God really did a lot for me. And um, I know he's done a lot for you. Some of you are still waiting on that breakthrough and that healing. Healing is a process sometimes. But you know what? There was a time when I felt like I could not even speak the name of Jesus because... I saw darkness coming from my throat. I was depressed. I felt like I wanted to end it all because I was in a very um, toxic marriage that was not good at all. 
And um, at the time I wrote the song, I was actually very much pregnant. Well over 18 years ago. And I said, you know what? You're the most beautiful name that I know. That when I speak your name, what happens? Darkness flees. When that happens, demons have to run when I speak his name. You know, Satan's powerful, but he's not more powerful than the Lord. Sometimes we give away too much credit.
praise God. Do you feel his presence today? Amen, amen. Thank you, Elizabeth. That was beautiful, beautiful. I, I was just sitting there. Yeah, amen. Yeah. And I was feeling this sort of thing that you want to go to YouTube and play it again and again. I just hear, and I believe, I really believe God's going to heal people as you watch this. Amen. And just allow these words to really soak into your spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Worship, 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 worship. So I'm just going to wrap up this message that I've even started. <laughs> it's your fault, Elizabeth. <laughs> I am not sorry. I'm just enjoying. Amen. Hallelujah. But here is in this, in this passage, you know, they, they were ac accusing Paul that something had changed about their worship. But verse 7 also talks about worship because it says, And he departed from there and went into the house of a certain man. Everyone say a certain man. A certain man named Justice, one who worshipped God. Wow. I want you to know that worship will never go unnoticed. I, I find it so interesting. That's why I read that this whole passage because it speaks so much about Aquila and Priscilla. And we know from Aquila and Priscilla who the, where they came from, who they are, uh, their jobs, their occupation. There's so many details about Aquila and Priscilla. And, 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 and it, it's interesting that right in the middle of that, of all of that description, God throws in a man who the only thing we know about him is that he was a worshiper of God. He was a worshiper of God. We don't know whether he ever made it to the ten top preachers of Corinth. We don't know whether he was ever known as an important person. Probably not. But in the eyes of God, God took notice of that. And God put his name right here in the Bible. We don't know who this man is. Probably no one ever preached about this man. But you know what? His example is so important. And maybe his worship so touched the heart of God that God said, I'm going to put it in the Bible. And one day there'll be a crazy preacher in a place yet to be born called Roville, and he'll preach about this man Justice who was a worshiper of God. A worshiper of God. You know, that is a big deal to be a worshiper. You know, we don't know whether he had any strategic role in the early church. Probably not. It would have been in the Bible. But he made it to the Bible. He made it to this message this morning. He made it to Roville right here. We're talking a man, about a man who, the thing about his life is that he was a worshiper of God. And the Bible says that his house was next to the synagogue. You know, he was, his name is Justus, which is a Latin name. So you would normally not get a Gentile living in a Jewish quarter. You would never get a Gentile living near a synagogue. I think unless that person really wanted to be close to God and was a worshiper, not just of gods, the gods of the Corinthians or the Gentiles, but of Jehovah God, the God of the Jews. And the Bible says that his house was next to the synagogue. He was someone that wanted to leave attached to the presence of God, to whatever the worship of God was going. In actual fact, the, the Hebrew, sorry, the Greek text actually says that they, it says that, that the, wall, the wall of his dwelling was actually, he shared the wall with the synagogue. 
So he could probably hear, oh, the worship has started. Uh, he wanted to be attached to the presence of God. And I tell you what, so many of us live detached from the presence of God. So many of us live independent from the presence of God. So many of us run for the presence of God if there's a... If there's the presence of evil, or if there's a problem, or if there is a danger, or if there's things aren't going well, you've lost your job, something happened. But you know what? God doesn't want us to live independent, detached. God wants us to live attached to His presence. Amen. Attached to His presence. Attached to the Holy of Holies. Amen. To, hallelujah. That is the life that we want to live, that God wants us to live for Him. A man called Justice. And you know, there was another man in the Bible that his name was Praise. You know, there's a man in the Bible, his name was Praise. There was this woman in the Bible, his name, her name was Leah. And Leah was unloved. Leah was unloved. And the Bible says that God saw that Leah was unloved. I find it interesting how God doesn't just see the world and, and the galaxies and the universe, but God sees individuals. God revealed himself to a woman in Genesis 16, 13 as the God who sees me. The God who sees me. And God sees you not just on your good days, but on those days of challenge, on those days of trouble. And God saw the trouble in this woman. She was unloved. And you know what the Bible says? God opened her womb. Opened her womb. And she had four children. And the fourth child... She named him Praise. She named him Judah right there in, in, I don't even know where I am in the notes, but anyway, it's in Genesis 29, 35. She conceived again and she bore a son and she said, now I will praise the Lord. Therefore, he called his name Judah. He called his name Praise. Isn't it interesting that after what God had done for her, she responded with Praise. It's interesting, it's, I've, I've observed so many people that God has done so many things for them and they never respond with praise. In actual fact, they don't even respond. There were 10 lepers that Jesus healed and only one came back. Nine became unresponsive. Nine did not acknowledge the goodness and the power of God. You know, this woman, after God had opened her womb and, and God had, had filled her heart with, with love and, and God displayed his own love for this woman and how she was not forgotten, how she was not overlooked, but God himself loved her. You know, after God had done that, she said, well, there's, there's no way. I'm, I'm going to call my son praise. And every day of his life, every time I call him, and I'm not just calling him I'm giving praise to God. When he goes to school, all his schoolmates, when they call, hey, praise, they're not just calling him, they're giving praise to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. A man named Justice, a woman named Leah, and a man named Judah. Praise. You see, these people, this is never forgotten in the sight of God, you know, uh, uh, and like Judah, we are uh, a chosen people. We are a, a praising people. J Jesus, I, I, let me just say something about Judah. Judah received more blessing from his father than all the other 11 brothers. He received more blessing. 
You're going to live a more blessed life than be a praiser and a worshiper. To the point that, you know, it was actually from Judah that a king came, King David. It was from the lineage of Judah that Jesus came. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah. He's a, he's a lion that roars on your behalf. He's a lion that roars against the enemy. I enjoyed so much. On Friday, we sang that old song, Lion of Judah. Mm, I can't even remember the song. But anyway, <laughs> praise the Lord. Oh, oh, Lion of Judah. And I'm like, yeah, that's my message on Sunday if I'm able to preach it. So I had to, I had to preach this a little bit and you know, not the rest. But anyway. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah, the tribe of praise. Do you belong in a tribe of praise? Yeah. Hallelujah. I believe God wants us as a church to be a tribe of praise, a tribe of praise. We are the people called by his name. Hallelujah. First Peter 2.9, you are a chosen generation. Just like Judah, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises. Come on, can do we have some proclaimers of the praises of God? Proclaim the praises of him. Amen. Who rescued us out of darkness. Just like uh, Elizabeth was saying, when we declare his name, darkness flees. Amen. Darkness flees. Hallelujah. And we declare the praises of our God. Hallelujah. Well, I can't preach anymore. That's it. But I think it's good preaching anyway. I'd buy, I'd buy the message myself, the tape, whatever. Amen. Why don't we all stand up? Come on, musicians. Let's declare one more time before we close this service. The praises of him. Oh, rescued us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, let, let's just sing that, that song again, Elizabeth, if you don't mind. Yeah. And you sing it against the devil. Yeah. And when you sing it against the devil, you know what's going to happen? Jesus is going to roar Hallelujah. on your behalf. And that enemy that has oppressed you, that, that situation that you came out of, you know what? The roar of Jesus, the lion of the tribe of Judah is going to be all over that thing in Jesus' name. Are you sick in your body? Come on, just declare this song against your sickness. It's going to close in a few moments, but I really sense in my heart, God's not done with us yet. He found a bunch, of, a bunch of praise and worshipers here this morning, amen? It's like, well, if I can find praise, I can turn up. I can bless them more. I can do more in their lives. Come on, let's do it. Amen. Come on, with passion, with gusto, let's worship. Lift our hands to Him. The most beautiful name that I know. You're the exalted. 